Welcome to Locked On 49ers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Brian Peacock, your host with you again on this Wednesday edition. It is a winky Wednesday. Nick Winkler, my guest, joining me momentarily. I do want to remind everybody to subscribe, rate, review the show if you can. Thank you so much to uh, all of the people who have been reviewing and kind words there and all of the new listeners. Welcome and hopefully you stick around and we'll uh, we'll rock through this all off season long and into the 2020 season whenever that happens. And if you don't know this guy, this is Nick Winkler. Let's just play his sounder and get him on out of here. Nicholas Winkler, come on down. Nicholas, are you pumped on the draft? Did you love it? How you feeling? Yeah, I mean, how could you not be pumped on the draft, man? They <laughs> they have filled needs. Needs that they need. I mean, just Trent Williams alone is super exciting. I mean, Oh, you hate to see Staley go. You know, he's such yeah. a solid part of this team for so long. One of the all-time great 49ers. There will be a retirement party where they put his name in the 49er Wall of Fame. I mean, there's just no doubt about that in my mind. And I really look forward to that. And I might be buying tickets to that game to show my love and support yeah. for him. But, I'm, I mean, you're getting back one of the best uh, tackles in the league in, in Williams. And you hope he's motivated and you hope they can work out a long-term deal and you know, you got to love what they did in the draft. You know, they went out and they they filled the need with Kinlaw that they had lost in Buckner and then Ayuk. I mean, talk about an exciting player that is almost like a Debo clone. Who are you going to guard? You know, it's 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 exciting, <laughs> man. This is this is. I think the 49ers did a great job. And the 49ers already one of the best run after catch teams in the league. You right. add Ayuk to Debo and George Kittle. I mean, that's crazy because a lot of teams when they play the Niners are like, okay. We're, things are going to be condensed. Let's come up tight against the run. Let them catch the ball, then tackle them. It's like, okay, well, good luck. Try to tackle these good dudes. Luck, yeah. yeah, it's not. And then the running backs coming out of the backfield, obviously they can all run. So um, an, an interesting group there. And he just wanted to strengthen a strength with the style of wide receiver he got in Brandon Ayuk. And good on you for, and really, so <laughs> it's funny because when it comes to the draft, I want to talk about Joe Staley with you in a minute, but uh, when it comes to the draft, you kind of nailed it. It's like, well, they're going to do what they do, right? And right. what they do is draft defensive linemen and a Shanahan-style wide receiver, which I had talked about, and I had recognized um, Brandon Ayuk as one of those Shanahan guys, the ones he would be putting a star next to on his draft board. And most people, and me included, you keep looking at the draft, and you look at all these people like, oh, this guy's too similar, this guy's too similar similar to this guy. They need this. And it's like Shanahan doesn't see it that way. He's like, no, I want more of this. I like this right. thing, and I want more of it, and I want all of it. So that's what they got in Brandon Ayuk. And then obviously you should never be surprised if the 49ers draft a defensive lineman in the first round. Yeah, I mean, you, you see Lynch, he talks about, you know, making a strength stronger, you know, and that's definitely what they did in, in Kinlaw. And, yeah, I sat here and we, we talked about the, uh, the, uh, the I don't remember what was the, the Monday morning quarterback guy. He he was saying, oh, yeah, don't be surprised if the Peter 49ers yeah. take a D-lineman. I was like, of course we won't be surprised. Like, that's what the <laughs> 49ers do. That's their thing, man. And sure enough, they went out. I thought for sure, though, as we're sitting there and the drafts falling to the 49ers, they trade back and, and then Denver doesn't take – Judy, I thought for sure, you know, that's what we were going to hear. I thought that was the name we were going to hear. And then when they said Kinlaw, I was like, well, duh. Like, <laughs> I can't believe that that we, <laughs> we didn't just totally say that's what they're going to do. That's what the 49ers have planned. That's what they're going to do. If this guy falls to them, that's their jam. And I, I got to say, as soon as they said it, I was like, yeah, yeah, I like that. Because that is their strength. That is their, their defensive line is what just caused havoc for quarterbacks all season long last year. And you lose – uh, a, almost a generational player in Buckner. I mean, let's be honest. This guy barely missed any games. He was out there. He was a force to be reckoned with. 
they needed to do something and they did it and good on them and good on you for the IU thing. Like you saw that coming. I saw your, your retweet of your post from like February. You had mentioned his name multiple times on this podcast. He, he does seem like the perfect fit for this offense. He's Kyle Shanahan is a scheme guy. I get guys that fit my scheme and, and that's what they did. Yeah, absolutely. And Brandon Ayuk at that point was my top wide receiver left on the board. I thought they could have done things a little bit differently. I didn't think they needed to trade up, but Ayuk obviously is a fit, and it shouldn't be too much of a surprise that he was the guy the 49ers liked. I uh, did like some other wide receivers better. They decided to go D-line there. And when you think about the team and the way it's built and the way to not take a step back was to make sure they didn't get too much worse on the defensive line. And you can't expect Kinlaw to walk in and be divorced Buckner. I mean, he's, right. he's going to be a different guy. And actually, you know, the more I watch Kinlaw and the more I think about it, he's probably more similar to Eric Armstead, actually. He's okay. like a, a three, because stylistically, he doesn't really play like uh, like DeForest Buckner. He plays more like Armstead, but a 320-pound version, right? A little bit more power, but it's all that power in the hands and locking out the hands and controlling alignment. And then early in in um, in Armstead's career, there was, you know, some injury problems and, you know, he was nicked up here and there. And then he would beat his man but then didn't know what quite to do there. And so he was disruptive more than a sack collector. And then everything kind of came together last year with his abilities and, and becoming someone who could get home as a pass rusher and then also stay on the field. And I think Kinlaw could have a similar career arc where he's going to be a little bit raw at first, but he can destroy the man in front of him. And then it's like, okay, I've got this guy beat. Now let's finish the play. And you mm-hmm. see him, he's a little bit of a raw play. Both these first rounders, you know, sky's the limit, tons of ability but a little bit raw, so we'll see how they develop and see how they fit within the scheme and stuff, And but both of them should absolutely see the field early in their careers. I don't know what their roles would exactly be, and I don't know if you can expect them, and you shouldn't expect them to just one-for-one one replace guys as good and veterans as good as DeForest Buckner and Emmanuel Sanders, even though right. you know, at some point they could be better in some ways, and, and obviously younger and a lot cheaper, but making sure they didn't fall off at certain positions. And those were the two big ones, the two big holes that they were missing from their Super Bowl roster was defensive tackle and wide receiver. And they just said, you know what, let's just go boom, boom and plug those up in, in the first round. Yeah. And, and you know, we, we mentioned Joe Staley retiring. I didn't mention, I, I know you did on the pod, but, but for me, you know, it was, it was definitely hard for me to see Marquise Goodwin go and, and Matt Breida, you know, two guys that, that really meant a lot to this franchise. You know, let's be real. Marquise Goodwin, he came in, you know, he's an original member, you know, of this 49er, this regime that, yeah. that, uh, that Lynch and Shanahan, and he came in and he, he shined, he blossomed in that first year and, and, you know, a little bit in his second. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was nice to see. It was bummer that, you know, how it ended and this and that. And we all know his, his off the field stories and, and things like that. And I'm rooting for him. You know, I don't, I don't care where he goes the rest of his career. And, you know, he can keep the picture of him and a tiger up for as long as he wants, you know, as his, <laughs> as his Twitter handle. That's fine. I don't care. You know, this guy has been through a lot. And, and if he wants to rock that, you know, more power to him. And, and Brita, what a story as an undrafted free agent yeah. coming in. And, you know, and yeah, yeah, he just got passed on the depth chart. You know, that's all there is to it. He, he became expendable. Um, you know, they had those couple of fumbles and that was kind of, we saw the writing on the wall there as well. And, you know, I, I wish them both the, the best, of course, going forward. But, you know, it's it's going to be, I hope we see a lot more Mostert. You know, I hope he does get that that starter treatment going into next year because he has shown that he is an explosive back that that is a, maybe a force to be reckoned with in, in the NFL. I've been a Mostert fan for a couple of years now, and it was really nice to see him kind of just explode on the scene there in the playoffs. Definitely wish the best for Matt Burita and Marquise Goodwin, a couple of good dudes. And I mm-hmm. think it's a great fit, actually, for... Brita, he goes home. He's yeah. a Florida kid, and that's awesome. 
and I think it's a chance for him to play a lot in He's Miami, got a chance which to I like. Dart, yeah, 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 get in there and really be the the man there in Miami. Good for him. And oh yeah, I didn't even mention you know Jalen Hurd's back and and he's been cleared to to ramp up activities too. And and you know we didn't see a whole lot of him last year, but you know that's another exciting piece of this puzzle that that could fit right in. The Hurd one is a weird story because it's like he's cleared. It's like oh no, he's not cleared yet. And then uh, now after the draft, it's like yeah, he's cleared. It's like well, yeah. we're not. No, he's not cleared yet. Yeah, yeah, he's cleared. And so like, every what? day like, it's a new story. It's like well, is he cleared or is he not cleared? Are we optimistic right. or are we pessimistic? What's the deal with Jalen Hurd? So I don't even know. So I guess we'll just wait to see if he shows up on a field and when he does, then we'll evaluate him. Then I think that's just the best way to go with Jalen Hurd because I don't know at this point. Well, it's funny too because like you know we all got so excited about Jalen Hurd and I mean I think I feel like when I think back to the game you know when he really shined I think it was week two of the preseason or something I think it was in like the third and fourth quarter yeah it was the fourth about- quarter yeah I guess a guy who's <laughs> against- no- yeah selling yeah, insurance now or yeah. whatever yeah he wasn't actually in there <laughs> against the the best possible competition so you know we should pump the brakes a little bit but you know you really like the you know again another upside thing like this is a, another lottery ticket that the 49ers are sitting on that they may be able to cash in. That's the thing with that wide receiver group. It it can go in so many different ways. Yeah. You could have all those, like, they could Where's all Richie hit. James on that list? Right, like, who Richie knows? James, yeah. who everybody knows who listens to this show. I love Richie James. I want to yeah. see him get a shot on offense. Dante Pettis could come in, mm-hmm. and we've seen him look like he could be a starter in the league. And uh, Brandon Ayuk, the first rounder to go with Debo Samuel, and then Jalen Hurd, and if Trent Taylor is healthy. And, and I mean, this could go a number of ways. I'll, maybe you have yeah. too many guys. You're like, oh my God, we're too good at wide receiver, right? Even we didn't though, even mention Kendrick Bourne, who was like oh, a third yeah. down monster That's, last year. Poor, I, I, I want to apologize for Kendrick Bourne because I, I, everybody undersells him. Yeah. I undersell him. And look, he does. He's not great getting down the field. He's not going to give you much after the catch. But the dude gets open and catches the ball. Aside from one game when he had a really bad right. uh, case of the dropsies, but. <laughs> if I went to Vegas right now and I had to bet on who's going to start week one with Debo mm-hmm. Samuel at wide receiver, I would put the money on Kendrick Bourne. Yeah, I think that'd be the safe bet for sure. And and he might, you know, he might play all season and he might end up with 50 or 60 catches. I mean, let's be real. Right. I could, or, I could, I could definitely see that happen. And I could even see him not being much of a factor at all and getting sure, passed up by some of those guys. Week yeah. One and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Who knows? It, it could go. It's going to be fun. That that's what I, I and I hope we get a training camp and a full preseason because that's mm-hmm. going to be the position group that's the most fun to watch. See where Ayuk is in his development, and that's rough for him because he's relatively new to the position. He played defensive back and in, in corner, and he actually had better offers to play corner. He could have gone to Alabama and played cornerback Ayuk. So that's what kind of athlete he is. He decided wow. to go to Arizona State because he wanted to play offense and play wide receiver, and. So he played at the junior college level, first of all, and then he played corner there. So, you know, relatively new to the wide receiver position full time. And there's going to be some growing pains there. And it's notoriously hard to learn a Kyle Shanahan offense. And now he's going to have fewer camps and mini camps and rookie camps and training camp could be shortened. And so it's going to be that much more difficult for a rookie to jump in. So, and I caution people on yesterday's show. It's like, calm down because Mm -hmm. if he's not starting in week one, that doesn't say anything because he's already up against it of being someone who's maybe newer to the position than some other, you know, uh, like think about um, the next wide receiver that was taken, right? Or not, yeah, well, there's T. Higgins, and then there was Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman's 23 years old. He was a fifth-year senior. He's been playing wide receiver position his whole life. His dad was an NFL player, right? That guy has a chance to jump in and play early. Someone like Ayuk, who was playing cornerback in junior college two years ago, it might take him a little bit longer, right? you know, so... That's what yeah, I would caution fans. Scheme's not easy, right? Yeah, and it's already a, a hard situation for any wide receiver to come in and learn and play a lot as a rookie. And Kyle Shanahan's very particular about how 
receivers run their routes and being in right. the right place at the right time. And your ass will be on the bench if you're not doing things right. So it might take a little bit of time. So just because he doesn't become a starter day one, doesn't say anything about what kind of player he's going to be. So I want to caution fans because a lot of people, you know, and, and you can already see it happen, right? Jerry Judy is going to show up in Denver, blow up in his first game. Right. Ayuk's not going to start and people are going to be like, I told you it. Right. And so it's, it's going to happen. So right. just calm down. It's, it's a long process. You draft players for years, two years, three years, four, not always week one, year one. So that's, that's what I would caution there as far as Ayuk goes. And I think, you know, just rotationally, there's no way that, Javon Kinlaw isn't in there and, and making an impact probably from early on, even if he's not playing as many snaps as DeForest Buckner did, because nobody plays as many snaps as DeForest, DeForest Buckner does on the defensive line. <laughs> you know, it's funny too, like what great story from both the, both the 49ers first round picks, you know, anybody out there that's young and, and, you know, you may, you may, uh, you know, you, you're struggling, you know, something stacks against you, you know, you, you, you get cut from the team or something, or, you know, you're talking about a guy in Kinlaw who was homeless essentially growing up, but yeah. now he's in the NFL first round pick. I was going to junior college as a cornerback, and now he just got drafted in the first round as a wide receiver, like never give up. Yep. And those are two perfect stories of like, just, just keep going through it. And, you know, you mentioned the, the, the thing about Judy, um, you know, about how he'll blow up first round. I bet that the 49ers too, when they first, they saw CD lamb getting drafted too. And they're like, Oh, look at how he just goes up and gets it. You know, like he went and just snatched that cell phone right out of his girlfriend's hand. <laughs> you know, like he's not going to let the ball go to the defender. Like he's going to go up and get it. Yeah. Like, that's his ball. That's his phone. Compete. Always compete. Yeah, you always you compete. never let the girlfriend. He was distracted. Hold on to the phone. Dude, he was on the phone and he did it. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like he sensed where the phone was. He went straight to it. Right. And how quick she was. She's like, oh, this is my chance. I this know the camera's chance. on, but this is my chance to, to see what's who see who he's t- chatting with right now. Yep, yep. Hey, she made it, though. She's on the couch. She doesn't have yeah. to worry about who's on the phone because that person's on the phone. She's on the couch. Right. But then, you you know, you look back and you see that Russell Wilson photo when he's drafted and his girlfriend just getting the like, yeah! <laughs> the classic photo. Where is she now? Uh, did you see the other one where there was the girl that got yanked by mom off the couch? Yeah, like, nope. <laughs> Oh, that was so good. It's like, this isn't your camera time. This is my boy's camera time. Oh, man, I loved this this draft. This whole draft was amazing. Just being, you know, everybody. There was, like, so much more coverage. I felt like we were so much more involved than, than in past drafts. That they, they should do it like this forever. Absolutely. It was a fun time. Hey, speaking of Joe Staley, uh, do you know, if, was there a Joe Staley bobblehead day? There was, right? I don't know. I don't have it, That's which is a bummer. When you were talking about Staley, I was thinking, you know what? I need to have a Joe Staley bobblehead. Let's look it up oh, real my. quick. I, I, got a, I, got some, I got a little bobblehead collection go. I got to get a Staley one. And if I there's know, not one, then they need to have a retirement one next year. Yeah, there's point. definitely a Joe Staley bobblehead. Is there? Okay. No? No, that's Bosa. No, you know what I have, not. though? Oh, you know what I have? I totally forgot about it. It's tucked away somewhere. Oh, there it is. After I moved. it's I have the Joe Staley uh, apron. Oh, Have you seen the nice. Joe Staley apron? You can get it. Okay, from yeah, from November of last year, Joe Staley bobblehead. There's one on eBay right now for sixty bucks. Boom. Oh, in November? I guess so. That's wow. what it says. I don't remember that. Yeah, okay. November seventeenth, twenty nineteen. Remember the Kittle game with the bobblehead, the Jimmy mm-hmm. G bobblehead. Mm-hmm. I've got the yeah, I've got Jimmy G bobblehead. I was at that game. Yeah, we were there together, right? Oh, that's right. Wait, was that the game we were at? Or no, I think we were at the towel game, like the forty nine er or the uh, blanket forty nine er blanket. I don't know. We didn't get it. I whatever got- it was. We lolly bagged yeah. into the stadium. Exactly. We were way too Yeah, far that's right. No, it wasn't. I was, that was a different game where I got the bobblehead. Oh, here's another one for 46. Yeah, get on there, dude. Get your Joe Staley bobblehead. 47, 33. Oh, yeah. These are totally affordable. 
if there's a retirement one, I'll wait. I'll, I'll see if they have some kind of Joe Staley. You got to have some Joe Staley memorabilia, I think. Yeah, no doubt. That's it. See, guys, now you can go out and buy your 74 jersey. Now you're fine. Exactly. Yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah. Now's the time. Now's the time. Absolutely. <laughs> I think we'll see a lot more 74s. That's weird to see more of a jersey after a guy retires because I think you realize, oh, man, why did I not own a 74 jersey? I'm going to wear my 74 apron to the next game I go to. Yeah, that actually would be a really good look. Yeah, <laughs> at least for the tailgate, right? That's the perfect yeah, tailgate no, and then outfit. Then you wear it in for the beginning, and then yeah, then you ditch it so you can jump around and stuff. You don't want to hurt yourself. That's a good call. Let's see. Let's go to Seth on Twitter. He says, "Are you guys getting excited for the second season with Jimmy G under center? I think he, I think he takes a big step with his decision making this year. Am I setting myself up for disappointment?" Hashtag Winky Wednesday, he adds, by the way. Thank as you long for as the, you throw that in there. Yeah, yeah thank you for the question there, Seth. Um, no, I don't think you're setting yeah, yourself so. up for disappointment. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo will play any worse than he did last year. So at worst, he's going to be the same guy, which is pretty good. And I think there's a really good chance he gets better and, and potentially a lot better. Yeah, I couldn't agree more because that was his first full season in the NFL. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're looking at a guy who came in, what, two and a half years ago, you know, played a couple games and then, you know, got hurt his next season. But he he knows that system now. He's been in it for so long. I feel like he could almost, you know, he, he knows where those receivers are going to be. You mentioned it earlier, like receivers have to be in a certain spot. You got to run your route a certain way. And Jimmy G has now knows those routes. He now knows exactly what, what's needed of him. And you saw it a lot last year, especially when Emmanuel Sanders first showed up. It's like Emmanuel Sanders turned, boom, ball was on him. You know, like I, I, yep. I think we're going to see a, a step forward with Jimmy G. I don't know if it'll be a huge step forward, but I, I could see him, yeah, jumping up closer to 30 touchdown passes and maybe a few less interceptions. Uh, let's remember a few of those interceptions were, were off of drops, you know, or little bobbles, right. you know, off of his receiver's hands. So, yeah, no, I don't think you're setting yourself up at all. How could he not get better with more reps? Yeah, right. That's what it's always been about with Garoppolo because He's he had a young. lack of reps because when he tore his ACL, he couldn't even practice. Right. So it wasn't a situation like where he was a backup and practicing all this time with Shanahan. He shows up, he only gets the end of his season, gets thrown right into it. Then he gets one off season, then tears his ACL, so he doesn't get any more reps the rest right. of the season. So then finally just gets one full season. So I think we should see a huge jump, even if there's not much of a of a training camp, just by getting more reps and having that under his belt to build on now so they can build on that offense. More players that have been around for longer. Debo's in his second year. Yep. Uh, I, I think the, the sky's the limit there. He could absolutely and should get better. You know, you mentioned uh, the the you know possibility of no training camp and things like that. Did you see the story today about how they're making multiple schedules? The well, NFL? I heard the way that they're that they design the schedule is that it, it's going to be very clear to see where they could lop off like the first portion of it. So yeah, I don't know if that means have like a normal. They're going to have one that will have no bye weeks. They'll have one that has to maybe start in October. They'll have one where the Super Bowl might be at the end of February or like the beginning of March. Like they're going to they're going to plan for this thing and have all kinds of contingency plans in place just based on you know when we can actually get things started. Okay, good, yeah, and they need to and the, yeah and, and players and teams need enough time too. You don't want to just jump in and all of a sudden right. be like, okay, in two weeks we're starting week one. That'd be some ugly football. Yeah, and yeah, I mean there might be two preseason games. You know who knows? They they've got all kinds of plans that they're. They're working on, and, you know, obviously, you know, we all hate our bye weeks. You know, it's like, oh, I'm so bored this week. But they're good for these guys healing up. Oh, man, like yeah, that. they're important. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. It was super important for the 49ers last year. I mean, if, you know, that was kind of when Nick Bosa healed up, you know, and then became, like, the force to be reckoned with that he was for the rest of the year. You know, and, and the the week between the Super Bowl or the, the, the championship games and the Super Bowl, too, they're talking about maybe getting rid of that as well. They might have to. So, 
it's going to be really interesting, you know, to, to see what happens here and when the season actually gets started and, and what happens when it does. All right, let's get to more mailbag. We've got some questions and people here uh, tagging Wink. So these questions Bring are it. specifically for Winky Wednesday that we will get to next. Love it. From an early morning breakfast burrito to a 12-pack of beers while you watch the game, sometimes you just need what you need delivered fast. And yeah, getting those beverages on top of dinner is key. And if you're like me, you probably start thinking about what you want to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. You love food. That's why you'll love Postmates. They deliver food from every restaurant I can think of right to my door. But Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make life easier with grocery deliveries, convenience stores, clothing stores, you name it. So no more trips to the store, which is so key right now. No more late night fast food runs. You don't have to worry about where you're going to grab lunch. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android. Find your favorites and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDONNFL. That's code LOCKEDONNFL for $100 of free delivery credit with no minimum purchase for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Let's go to my guy Kruger here. He says, the trade of Burita is good news for Wilson, right? Goal line running back that has made notable plays in the passing game, including the Super Bowl. Upgrade in size, downgrade in speed. That would mean hasty is a good practice squad chance and perhaps more if McKinnon isn't healthy. If all 16 games take place, we'll see Burita again at Levi's Stadium and Sanders hosts the Niners in the Dome. Then Jimmy Garoppolo plays his old mates at Gillette Stadium, whereas Trent Williams plays his old team at Levi's. So that's Whoa, some serious nice. intrigue on the schedule. Uh, and I hadn't even thought of breaking down that. So yeah, Brita, Sanders, Garoppolo, and Trent Williams all get a chance to see their old teams this season. And as far as the running backs go, and I think it was Mayoko who said yesterday that going to be a timeshare one and two between Coleman and sure. Mostert, at least on early downs. And then we'll see what happens with McKinnon. I don't think... I mean, if McKinnon gives you anything, that's a bonus right now because we'll see. We'll, you know, after two years, he missed two years, right. and that's rough. And he's that's what he's all about is speed. So if if the knee is even if he's healthy and he's not the same guy, then that that doesn't really help you anymore because you want that jet. That's why they signed him. Yep. But Wilson, absolutely, the trade of of Breida helps Wilson. There's a good chance and most likely that he is the number three running back for the 49ers this year. And then yeah, one of those practice squad guys, the next Breida maybe in in Hasty or. Uh, Salvan Ahmed, but yeah, I like Hasty a lot. Have you seen any of the uh, the LaMichael Hasty film, Nick? I have not. No, I'm going to have to go check that out after this because, you know, the 49ers are all about that depth at the running back position. I mean, look, Mostert came from there. You know, you had, you had Wilson who, you know, maybe Wilson's the new Mostert. Maybe he goes out and is a star on special teams and, and all of a sudden gets his chance and then boom, because he's shown that he is he can be explosive. You know, no one's ever going to forget that catch out of the backfield. You know, for a touchdown. Like Wilson's got a, a spot right now on the 49ers, I think, going into the season. And and like you said about McKinnon, if you get anything out of him, he's another one of those uh, lottery tickets, you know, just like Pettis and just like Hurd and just like Trent Taylor. And they, they have a lot of question marks on offense that could be huge or they could be nothing. They have enough people to compete, too. That's yeah. what's kind of fun about a, I want to see a full training camp because I want to see, like, the last man standing. It's like, okay, go win a job. There's a lot yeah. of dudes. Let's see who wins it. And they'll only be better for the competition, I think. I could go for another 
brick by brick. Yeah, absolutely. I would kill Soft for a knocks. brick by brick right now. So, any knocks are better than no knocks, man. Right. I'll take little knocks. Yeah. <laughs> Petite knocks, whatever. <laughs> um, Mosquito knocks. Papa Mio shouted you out. We've kind of already answered this. He said, shout out to King Leo, BD Peacock, and Bay Area Wink. What are your feelings on getting a Pro Bowl left tackle, the second best defensive tackle in the draft, and a Shanahan mm-hmm. wide receiver? And then I also want to add to that, what about the third round guys we haven't talked, or the uh, third gray right. guys we haven't really talked about? So what's your overall grade? Letter grade right now on draft weekend for John Lynch. Nick Winkler, go. A. Simple. No A plus, no A minus, just solid A. Solid they, they A. Filled I needs. Like it. Yeah, they filled needs, and, and they got a Pro Bowl tackle who could be the best tackle in the game. Like, let's be honest. He's going to come back. He's got took a year off. He's going to be recharged. He, you know, linemen take a, a pretty bad beating in there. And yeah. And, and you got a couple of great first round picks. And I, I like what they did later in the draft too. getting another receiver, getting a, a tight end that, that could have a, a pretty big upside. who looks like a pretty great blocker. And yeah, I mean, you know, it, I like it. I, I'm going a, I can't argue with that. I think a, yeah. I think it's an A weekend for what they pulled off and yeah. being able to trade away a couple guys that they didn't need anymore too. Yeah, I liked it. Essentially, if you get Kinlaw, Ayuk, Trent Williams, if I said last week when we had this podcast Wednesday, I said that's what the 49ers are going to end up with. We would both say, yeah, you take that, right? You have we were, to. Yeah, the one thing I didn't like is they didn't address the quarterback position and, and really right. I think they only drafted I got like one undrafted free agent. I take that back. Well. I take that back. If I told you that last week, we would also be like, "Oh, but wait a second. That means Staley retired." What about retired. corner? No, we say, "Oh, Staley retired." Then that's not. Oh, we don't want that. We don't yeah, want that. Yeah, you're right. yeah. Or be like, "What is McGlinchey going to play guard? Like, what, what's the deal?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Joe Staley, man, it's, it's a it's going to be different, right? Like that's yeah. and here's one of the other things that's been brought up recently by some of the beat writers is. You know, who are your team leaders now? Who are your team captains? Because sure. Buckner and Staley were two of the team's captains last yeah. year. So who replaced those guys? Yeah, I mean, Kittle obviously is going to be your overall leader yeah. of the football team, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's just no question about that. And on defense, it's, I, you know, I mentioned it before, you know, when I was talking about um, Quan Alexander, like he is that guy who's vocal, who who is that that energy that, you know, he did the whole, what, what did they call themselves? Like the hot boys or something? <laughs> yeah, the hot boys. <laughs> Something like that. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know how long he'll be around as a 49er, but he's kind of that guy, I think, going forward. Maybe it's Warner. Maybe, I don't know how vocal Warner is. I know he backs it up with his play, but yeah, I mean, you still have Sherman there Sherman, on the yeah. defense. Yeah. Garoppolo. I mean, there's. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Glitchy. Bosa really, you know, is like, look, guys, look what I did as a rookie. Like, now I'm going to, now I'm going to start being a little bit more vocal too. Who knows? Yeah. McGlinchy would make sense to jump in there in, in Staley's yeah. place. Obviously, Kittle. Um, Fred Warner and Nick Bosa, those are your building block defenders now. Mm-hmm. Neither one is the most vocal guy, but both of those guys you can count on. So, you know, what do right. you want in a leader? What do you want in a captain? Someone that leads by example or someone who's a raw, raw energy guy? Are we going on just contracts? Because then Armstead better step up. That's true. I didn't think about that. He's not really that type, I don't think. He doesn't come yeah, off that way, so but um, yeah. It's, Maybe Kidlaw is. We don't know, man. I think it's a good sign that there's plenty of candidates right sure yeah let's end this with we might have time for a couple more gavin says i think trading down just one spot is genius i may be wrong but we're the only team i can remember doing it john lynch has two that's impressive that's a good call did you like that trade down just one spot second time in four years that john lynch has been able to pull that off 
it was great. He, he got a little more firepower to pull off the Ayuk trade, right? I mean, that was that was brilliant. right. Yeah, oh, the Ayuk trade can't happen if they don't move down. Yeah, no, that was great. Let's see. I'm all about John Lynch, man. Matt says I've warmed up to the idea of getting an Emmanuel Sanders and Defoe replacement. Now that we've had to replace Staley, definitely the best case scenario I could think of, knowing what I know now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep, couldn't agree more. Can't argue with that. Let's see. Uh, Dewitt says, "Do you think the plan is to keep Trent Williams beyond this season? If not, what does the 2021 free agent market look like, or do they go Brunskill, School, and McKivitts? That is interesting. They have three young offensive tackles there. They right. they 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 drafted late rounders two years in a row. School last year, McKivitts this year. Similar profile to those guys. Both started a bunch of games in college. Aren't super impressive height, weight, speed." athletes but played a lot of football smart tough type of guys that at worst are some depth Brunskill I think has to be in the mix and maybe should be the leader in the competition to start at right guard now without Mike Person right I think McKivitz mm-hmm. will probably compete there who knows maybe school does but I really like Brunskill in the role he was last year who could step in and play left tackle and be the be the sixth man, be the sub, and he could sub in pretty much all five positions, as the 49ers have said this offseason. So do you would you rather have Brunskill play all training camp at guard and be stuck there all season? Or would you rather him play multiple seasons to where if there's a problem and McGlinchey or you know Trent Williams gets hurt, Brunskill can jump in and play left tackle and he's been practicing at left tackle and then you have somebody else starting at guard. That's a, that's yeah, a good question. Yeah, I think that you, you mentioned it, you know, a while back when we were talking about getting the best five guys on the field. So I think that if, if he's out there and he can play guard and he is the best at that guard position, you got to have him as a starter as opposed to a backup. You know, you got you to make sure that you guys, your guys are protected and that they're out there. And, and, you know, you talk about can they sign Trent Williams? I mean, who knows? But you'll see the film on this guy, and he is just a beast. So, I mean, if there is a way they can work out some sort of long-term contract that maybe, you know, after two or three years they can get out from under it without too much uh, too much dead cap space or something, you, you got to pull the trigger because he's still pretty young, relatively, you know, speaking. And if he comes back and, and he is the guy he was before he left, you got to lock that down. Yeah, something like an extension, but two or three years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. At the maybe, most, you know, maybe even only a two-year where, deal. Yeah, with a team option or something, or, you know, one of those. That that is definitely going to be a storyline to watch. To and yeah, this is he, it's obviously find another trade. So yeah, he wanted he, to come to the 49ers. The Vikings had a deal. The yeah. Vikings in Washington had a deal agreed with upon. He didn't want to go there. So um he's gonna get paid at some point with the 49ers, I would imagine. I don't know what that number is gonna look like. I don't know how long it is, but it wouldn't make a it would it doesn't make a ton of sense if it was just a one year deal and now sure. again you don't have a third round pick next year. Because right. they had an opportunity to draft a first round tackle if they wanted to to plug that hole that way, um, and obviously they didn't want to go that route. And they, at the time, they didn't even know about Williams, which makes me think they must not have liked Tristan Wirfs that much as a right. first round player. But yeah, that that's definitely something to monitor: is that Trent Williams, both his health, how he plays, how he looks. Maybe they want to see that first. But mm-hmm. the fact that he's going to play without a new deal is actually surprising to me. I would have thought that he would want that deal first or he's not stepping on the field. So that who knows how that's going to go. We'll see. Real quick before we get out of here, shout out Ferocious Gentlemen. Corey, thank you guys for donating to the GoFundMe for the restaurant. And uh, we are opening up on Friday for some takeouts. So if you guys are yes. anywhere near the San Juan Batista area, come on by this weekend. Get some food. 
Sardinas de San Juan. Get yourself some takeout. I've had it. It's great stuff. Can you take out margaritas? Yes, and beer and all booze. So come on by. Get a, get a margarita. Get a, a people's choice carnitas burrito. It's good stuff, man. And say what's up. <laughs> uh, I'll give you an air high five. I wish this was, man, the timing of this. I wish this was on video because the most awesome dude just walked by the window where I'm doing this podcast. He's like shirt off. It's 90 degrees where I am right now. It's a hot day right. and he's got his shirt off. And he's got this weird strapped on tiny baby backpack and he's got tiny <laughs> little shorts. And was like, this guy's owning the sunlight. He's like, this is great. Yeah. He's living his yeah. best life. I love it. Next week, do it again, Nick. I'm into that. Let's do that. All right. We'll talk to you then. Thanks, everybody, for all those questions. Thanks for listening and talk to you tomorrow right here. Locked on 49ers. See ya.